Good afternoon, everyone. Welcome to KHM Today, your weekly resource for industry news and straight up fun. I am your host, Carolyn Orff, and today is June 8th, 2022, and it is another fabulous day here in Colorado. I got my dog at my feet. Um, it, the sun is shining. It couldn't be a more perfect summer day, and it is also World Oceans Day. So we have some of the most amazing people with us today. Um, one of my favorites is going to join me right now, Miss Wanda Thomas with KHM Education Team. Welcome, Wanda. Hello, everyone. So good to see you, my friend. <laughs> it's so good to see you, too. So I we're going to do a little team talk here before we break into the show. But I had to kind of chuckle to myself because you got to leave it to the news industry, right? So the summer travel season has begun. And I love the descriptive words that are being used. Words like mayhem, havoc pandemonium. Really, as a travel advisor, it makes you feel really good about the job that you're, <laughs> you're looking to do this summer. So not super encouraging in my book. But for those of you that are here today, and I, I see a couple already on the, the public chat, hello. Tell me, does this, does this bug you? How are you preparing for the season? Wanda, when you hear words like this, what are you doing to set yourself up for success for the summer season? I mean, I, I have to agree that there's so many variables that's happening at the time. I mean, the influx of those individuals that are wanting to travel, that have a lot of last minute requests, things of that nature. Um, it's creating quite a, um, a chaotic environment, as it would. Uh, you know, you feel like you're grabbing from every single corner. So I totally agree with that. Not to mention, I mean, if you think about um, also all these flight cancellations, I I started writing my blog this morning in regards to all the different things that are happening in the industry. And I was looking at the fact that um, the number of flights that have been canceled so far this year, I looked at statistics for last year. I mean, for instance, in 2021, it says that there were 103,000 flights that were canceled, US-based flights that were canceled. In 2020, that was 281,000. And then in 2019, 135,000 flights were canceled. And I'm curious to see what that number is going to look like at the end of this year with all that's happening with the shortage of pilots, uh, the, the uh, need for them to get their mm -hmm. flight hours back up, et cetera, in order to be in the cockpit. I think I also read something to the effect that um, that's one of the reasons companies like JetBlue are trying to get um, that uh, spirit, et cetera, because they yep. want to try and get more um, pilots that are available to fly the flight, so forth and so on. So, um, you know, all of that is creating crazy chaos in our industry, but as well as for us, of course, as agents trying to keep up with all the different alerts, all the different yep. changes. I talked to a representative at AAV the other day and she was going, yeah, she says, we're working like crazy. There's constant yeah. changes with these flights, et cetera. So it is, I have to agree with those descriptions. Yes. It's chaotic, oh. it is crazy. It is just mind blowing, you name it, it's there. <laughs> it's like someone got their thesaurus out and started, you know, putting in all these words. And I, I can't say when it comes to the summer, those are the words I want to hear. But, um, you know, before I, I ask you my next question, I just want to say hello to Three Treasures Travel and Monique. Oh, so good to see you. Yes. And oh, I think that I want to say Zenbez, Biz, is that you, Lawrence and uh, and Tammy? So good to see you guys. Feel free to put your comments in the in the chat there as we're talking about this. I, 
when it comes to last minute bookings, have you flat out told anyone, I am so sorry, but I don't have the bandwidth right now to take this on for you? Have you had to, because I have said that. I have not had to say it to, of course, some of my more uh, loyal client base. Mm -hmm. I definitely have a few, like I had somebody reach out to me last night and I know that I have worked with this individual in the past and it's a him and a ha and a, you know, I send her the information, work it up, et cetera. Even though she pays my research fee, I I do everything, but then she never responds afterwards Mm -hmm. to give me any feedback. Does she want to move forward? She never books, da, da, da. And so last night she started asking me all the questions and I said, well, Sorry, I don't have anything. Can't I, I don't think I'm gonna have the bandwidth to be able to help you with that this time. So, so yes, I have had yeah. at least definitely one at this particular point. But you know, just like in any situation, I'm picking and choosing um, my more loyal clients. Definitely um, trying to squeeze them in and get things taken care of for them in a quick manner. And also, of course, as always, trying to teach a man how to fish. So definitely educating them about the chaos that is taking place um, and the long queues that we do have with the number of people that are in our queues and getting them accomplished. So yeah, yes. some people we got to turn away. Yes. When I tell people three and a half hours, three and a half, four hours at the airport. Oh, come on. It can't be that bad. Ah, It can be. And I'd rather you be sitting at your gate than running to your gate. Exactly. So let's just do us all a favor and and get there early so we can feel good about it. Well, you know, I think, um, you know, I want to encourage everyone to, you know, stick with their plan, find their focus. And it's okay to say no, if you truly can't, don't believe that you You can provide that level of service Mm -hmm. that your clients have come to expect from you or, um, you know, it's okay. There are challenges right now that take us away Mm -hmm. from what we normally would be doing. And, um, and, and so that's where I, where I have to say, you know, I actually just had to say something to someone the other day, I'll get you your quote as soon as possible, but I have clients stuck in a destination and they have to come first right now. And they totally appreciate that because that's what I would do if it was them. Yeah, I think that's important. You've got to set the expectation with the client, have that open communication path with them. Let them know what the obstacles are to the short time frame that they have, Mm -hmm. et cetera. And also how that could impact them. I mean, because a lot of people, for whatever reason, are thinking, whoa, the pandemic's over, but there's still some requirements out there. Sure, a lot of places have dropped some things, but there's still a few things out there that have to be done. So some of these last minute requests, they can't do them anyway. Right. <laughs> that kind of thing. Right. So it's definitely things to um, make sure to be open and honest with your client about in regards to that. I am actually also working on a communication to go out to my clients. Um, since you've asked me this question a couple of times, how do you handle it when you're traveling? I'm actually sending out a communication today that basically says I'm going to be out of the office. And then it's got kind of an FAQ at the bottom. Mm-hmm. If this happens, let me show you this. This is how you can help yourself basically in this particular situation. So I'm getting that prepared right now to get that sent out. So I think that's a good tip as well as to make make sure to preemptively yes. um, get your clients ready to help themselves at the same time. Yes. Yes. I love that. Well, we're you're here for our next segment as well. So let's go ahead and bring on one of my other favorite pe- people, Anita Pagliasso, Vice President of Industry Relations for KHM Travel Group. You one of my most have... favorite people place as well. Yes. <laughs> Hi. 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 I miss both of you. Hi, Wanda. I know. I can't wait to see you this coming weekend. I can't believe it. I'll see you on Saturday. 
Absolutely. Um, but you both are here to talk about the Travel Professionals of Color conference that you attended just a few weeks ago. Anita, why was this so important for you to attend on behalf of KHM? Yeah, you know, I've, I've been to several of their conferences, and, and I've said from the very beginning that each one of them, for me, is life-changing. And they call me their most colorful member because TPOC stands for Travel Professionals of Color. So I've been asked several times, I've been honored several times to go to their conferences and really experience uh, the heritage tours that they put together, which honestly, I, I get so emotional just talking about it. And I was so thrilled that Wanda could actually join me on one of these conferences and experience kind of what I saw. And I mean, the, the conference started off and we were welcomed everywhere we went. The mayor of Beaufort, the mayor of Savannah, I mean, this the red carpet was rolled out for us because this is an important demographic. Yeah. And I think it was something they said that the, the, the worth of the travel is like, I don't know, $47 billion. I might be wrong on that, Wanda, but it's something like that, that kind of heritage tours that happen out there. And, you know, I'll let Wanda talk about kind of where we went and what we did, but it was fantastic, and, and I, I'm very happy about it. I haven't been to that part of the country, but I loved watching your journey, Wanda. You're so good at posting pictures. So share a little bit about, you know, what you learned at the conference piece, and then there was that that tour piece as well. Yes. Yeah, uh, so I'll start, like you said, with the conference. The conference was awesome. The tour took the first part of it, and then it was the conference. But the conference, I really loved our speakers. We had some fabulous speakers that were in the, the location. We had um, a director of the Gullah Geechee Corridor that was there that shared information about her family and about how um, the slaves from basically the um, southeastern of the United States kind of have a correlation with one another, if you would, in regards to they're all considered i.e. Geechee, as it were. Um, I lived in Charleston for about five years, and my stepfather was from Charleston. So, you know, the whole concept of um, what people call Geechee is when you see somebody um, eating a lot of rice, you say, you've got to be Geechee. And my stepfather, as an example, we had rice for breakfast, lunch, and dinner. Um, and so we talked a little bit about that because, of course, most people think of slavery in the South about cotton. And it really is that there was rice was the main product that was being cultivated, if you would, by the slaves that ended up in that corridor, if you would. And so rice became a major staple for a lot of people in that area to eat. And, you know, of course, there's a dialect that goes along with it that has a little bit of West Indies um, um, uh, spill to it, if you would. Um, so it was it's very interesting to learn kind of how everything came together, how it melds together, and how there's a connection all of the all up and down that coast of the different individuals um, that are um, connected from the slave trade from that standpoint. So very, very interesting. That was, you know, just one of the speakers. I mean, Royal Caribbean was there, and I have to give them a shout out because I've yeah. seen them at a couple of different things of recent. I think they were very deserving of our um, DE&I award because I've been to a couple of things recently that they've all been present at yeah. and so um, they were there they gave some good information and actually I think they are um, one of the sponsors of the conference next year yeah. um, because I think it's a cruise that's going to be taking place on Royal Caribbean um, so it was it was 
yeah, it was it was really awesome for all the different speakers um, that we had. And kind of as Anita said, you know, to um, have the different mayors and key individuals to be present um, and to provide the information they did was amazing. I think the trade show that Anita and I were a part of uh, was very productive. We had a lot of agents that came through. We had great conversation with them, et cetera. Um, so I think that was very much worthwhile. I mean, again, thinking about that trade show that was at the conference, um, there was, you know, again, Royal Caribbean was one of the people there. We had tourism boards from Miami, from um, Louisville, Kentucky, from um, the um, Grenadad area, as well as um, several of the Caribbean areas, the U.S. Virgin Islands, et cetera. So there was a lot of representation there from different vendors um, that provided additional information too, as well. too. Oh, my God. <laughs> I was like, oh. You know, going from Savannah to Charleston and making yes. the stops along the way. And there was a famous gal, the, the cake lady. We stopped yes. at her place that, mm -hmm. you know, she's on the Food Network. Uh, we went there. We went to Tybee Island. Yes. Oh, they really traced a lot of that whole that whole corridor from all the way from Savannah down to Charleston and mm -hmm. stopped all the way along. And the history, I mean, oh. for anybody that ever wants to go on something like this. And we're working really closely with Teapot. Dr. Bocher was phenomenal. He's yes. been an educator I, all his life. He was on there. We got to meet his wife. I was going to ask you because I know you, I yes. think you'd met him before, Wanda, but you know he's like one of my favorite guests yeah. ever that we've had on the show. <laughs> was he as good in person as oh, he was absolutely. on the show? And the only thing was, he looked, he's so much taller. He said the same thing about me too, but he's so much taller in person that of course being on the Zoom, he, he didn't even know who I was because I walked by him and I said, well, hello, my friend. And he was like, hello. He didn't know who I was. And eventually he was like, I've been looking for Wanda. And I said, I'm Wanda. He's like, really? You look different. You know, I said, yeah, you do too. <laughs> You know, I'm very, I'm always the shortest one in the crowd. So he was there and he's really excited because he's now part of uh, KHMDE&I. And, you know, I was honored to be able, they asked me to be the speaker on the DE&I. And, and I really covered, you know, what they appreciated is heritage tours cover so much more than yeah, just African-Americans, there's Hispanics, right. there's everything. And there's also the LGBT, I can't say, I always forget that it's not, it's, you know, there's that, there's, uh, you know, there's so many things and, and the uh, special needs. And so we yeah. covered so many different things that really are inclusive into the DE&I and, and really happy that we were able to, because I've kind of taken them with me over the years because I do believe in what they, you go on one of their heritage tours, and you'll be a friend and a member for life because it is no matter, you know, like me being the most colorful, it doesn't matter. You just learn a lot about our own history right here in the United States. I had no idea until several years about never heard Gula Geechee. And I would urge every single listener to go on. I think I sent Carolyn, did I send you the link for the oh. YouTube? I sent somebody. Yes, we should be posting it in the comments. Yes. Yeah, yeah. We'll have to do that because anybody wants to learn about the Gula Geechee is fascinating. Absolutely. It is. Fascinating. Yeah, to but, that point, there were two stories that, I mean, it was so many stories, but two stories that really stood out to me. One was the Weeping Time, um, which is a truly, you have to Google it because it, it truly is interesting to read about it, but it was one of the last um, if you would, slave auctions, if you would, that took place. Um, and the reason they call it weeping time is because it started raining 
on the day this auction began, which was, I think, a two-week period or something in nature, and literally stopped the moment the last slave was auctioned off. Uh, but the, the story itself, the full story is just amazing. But then there was another story as well about um, Mother Matilda, who was the first African-American nun, um, or African nun, I will put it that way. And then she started the first um, orphanage for um, Africans as well in, um, was it Savannah? I can't remember, I think it was Savannah was where the location is. But I mean, the stories, the history was just, amazing truly had, amazing uh, what was uh, her name was anita also but she <laughs> dressed still in the in the gulagichi the the garb it was beautiful and they did a reenactment and they sang i mean everywhere we oh, went yes. somebody would break out singing mm -hmm. which was also fascinating too so it sounds like something that is both um um refreshing but exhausting at the same time oh, yes. yes it's emotional because yeah it is. It's on. So I feel like I. this is a silly question to ask you now that you both have spoken, but would you go again and do you absolutely. recommend it to others? Two thumbs up. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. We're very, absolutely. We're very fortunate that we do have this partnership with yeah. TPOG. And, you know, it's kind of this mutual admiration society that we have you know and and uh yeah they they know that we're the host agency of record and they're very proud to have that that kind of disclaimer and they send yeah. in leads to us they want to join because they know our heart they know the khm heart and and about our dei uh initiatives and everything else so it makes a perfect partnership yeah. so perfect. yeah well, Absolutely. I thank you both for being here today. Anita, I can't wait to see you this weekend. And Wanda, I will see you tomorrow at our meeting as well. <laughs> but we thank you both so much for being here. Thank you for All having right. us. <laughs> thank you. You guys, before we go on to our next guest, who I'm super excited about, as you can see, for those of you that have tuned in live, we're getting some sort of nasty comments in the in the uh, public chat there. So my apologies, our apologies. This isn't the, the type of viewer that we typically have on here. So, you know, if you were watching earlier on, you saw my face shocked as Wanda's as well. So let's just ignore those and we'll continue on. So I am so excited. You know, whenever I reach out to this next supplier and say, hey, I have this idea, um, I'm never quite sure if they're going to come through, yet every single time they do. So here to celebrate World Oceans Day with us is Melissa O'Hara, who is the uh, manager of dive sales for Sandals and Beaches Resorts, and Tyrone Phillips, who's a dive instructor, and they're live from Grenada. Like, I didn't know this was happening. <laughs> you know, we always like to keep you on your toes. We right? like to keep everybody surprised. We always come through. We just like to make it, you know, a little more exciting than you're expecting. It always is. A little surprise. Yeah. It is. Yeah. Shout out to Olivia Rodriguez. She's so fabulous. Every time I email her and say, I've got this crazy idea, who do you have for me? She always comes through. So I am so excited to see you guys live from Grenada. You know, um, I, I love scuba diving. Um, I think it is it is one of those amazing sports out there, and I do consider it a sport um, that people can participate all ages of, of you know kids you know starting at with ten or twelve thirteen, but it's really unusual for a resort to have their own dive program and to be so comprehensive. You know, Melissa, what was the mindset? I mean, it's been around for a long time, but why why this activity? 
so we've always had the the assumption and the kind of that idea from the honorable mr gordon butch stewart who we lost last year give the guests more than they expect every single day of life and diving is just another one of those elements that we've brought into the totally luxury all-inclusive that is sandals and beaches resorts you know we we partnered with patty in 1997 but before that we had naui so we welcome yeah. every certified diver, regardless of what their certification is. It doesn't is. matter. Even if it's not party, now yep. we, we're here for everyone. Exactly. Yeah. So I was doing a little research, and I was surprised by the number of dive sites that you guys go to. Ten alone in the Montego Bay area. And, Melissa, I know when I said that to you, you said, yeah, yeah, yeah. But there are others that we go to. <laughs> but wait, there's more. Oh, wait, there's more. So tell me, Tyrone, what is your favorite dive site? All right. For me here in Grenada, one of my favorite dive sites is a dive called Shack Reef. It's on the Atlantic Ocean. It's within, like, 50 feet of water. Aquatic life, extremely vibrant. Colors, the reef. Everything's cool, man. Beautiful. Uh, and and it's it's a it's a boat dive, not a shore dive. Yeah, well, most dives here at Sandals, it's right off the boat. Okay. And what makes it more amazing here at Sandals, Grenada, is that most of the dive sites is not even ten or five minutes away from the resort. So it's not a shore dive, but you get on the boat, but you don't have too much of a long drive to get okay. to that dive site. Yeah. Oh, you can almost see the resort still from exactly. the boat yes. when you jump exactly. in. Yes, well, yeah. I can hear the water. It's making me crazy because I'm thinking, <laughs> oh, we'll show you. We'll show you in a second. <laughs> All right, Melissa, what's your favorite? So here in Grenada, this is the, the first time I've actually gotten to do a lot of the diving in Grenada. So we did Flamingo Bay today yeah, and we did Dragon Bay you know, our two tank dive, because we include two tanks a day with all of your equipment, the dive boats, everything. So we did that today. Yesterday, I got to go to the Molinaire Underwater yeah. Sculpture Park, which really has a lot of really cool history from the Hurricane Ivan back in 2004, kind of really devastating the island and how it's brought it back to life almost. And that yeah, underwater so ecosystem, so it's yeah. It's incredible. It's thriving, like he said. Yeah. It's vibrant. There, there are so many fish. I have photos and videos that I'm posting today. Just I, I become one of the fish because they're <laughs> literally all around you. You almost can't see yeah. through them. Yeah. Oh, that, that just that would be heaven to me. Absolute heaven. <laughs> um, when you are thinking about, you know, a vacation to Sandals or beaches, and you are someone who hasn't been a diver before. Um, what should someone do to prepare for a trip if they think this is something that they want to explore? Can I take that? Uh, yeah, so first off, Patty, even now as well, it makes it quite easier for a guest from a different country to come to our island to take a course because you could actually start the course, boom, and then when you come over to the resort, you just do like the practical stuff, the pool work, then we take you on to open water. So I think Sandals and all makes it quite easier for you know, a large diversity of people to come to Sandals and not just Sandals, Sandals, Grenada and a whole and have a wonderful experience dieting because it makes it easier. You have everything provided for you. You have some of the top instructors, not just in the region, but in worldwide. World. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And it, that's not just coming from me. A lot of the guests who comes to Grenada yeah. and to Sandals Resorts, they give excellent comments and it's, it's not biased comments. So, you know, it's coming from the heart. 
Yeah, man. Some of the best on the well, island here, yeah, man. Well, and and this is this is not something that you really mess around with, right? Like you no. have to have no. the best. No. Like this isn't just you're not floating on top of the ocean. You no, really no. need to have those great instructors to teach you the do's and the don'ts, um, because yeah. it, it can have serious consequences if if you don't. Um, let's talk about sandals and their commitment to the oceans because it is World Ocean Day. You know, with with diving as part of the program at every resort, you have to have a little bit of a kinship and a a heart for the environment. Yeah, that's so, yeah, that's so true. Um, on a whole, sandals Grenada, I must say, and that's something that we do daily. So even today for World Ocean Day, we were trying to do a little bit of cleaning up. And truth and fact, there wasn't any trash. There was one bottle. <laughs> oh, one bottle on the dive today. Music so. to my ears. Yeah, they, they're doing the cleanup dives, yeah. the beach cleanups. Yeah. I mean, we, we partner with Patty, of course. So that top-of-the-line partnership, we have the Patty Aware programs, yeah. the conservation programs, the Dive Against Debris programs, yeah. and now in... Sandals Royal Curacao, which opened on June 1st, yeah. another amazing dive yeah, expectation and dive location. We actually have a, literally a new goal where we have partnered with AFC Ajax from the Netherlands, and we actually have put into place, and the Sandals Foundation has donated the equipment necessary to the recycling plants to turn what we call the plastic soup and those forgotten ghost nets that are in the ocean repurposing them and turning them into soccer goals for the local communities. Nice. So the first uh, the first school in Curacao actually received their soccer goal nets for goals for goals um, through the Sandals Foundation in May ahead of Sandals Royal Curacao opening. So we are definitely moving on and, and from the future or from the ocean for the future and really connecting yeah. with mm -hmm. that one ocean type of experience. Yeah. So um, I want you both to share with me a favorite um, dive memory or location. It doesn't have to be where you are, but do you have a favorite memory or location that you've been throughout the world that you go, oh my gosh, I've dove a lot, but nothing compares to this. All right. Well, I'm going to go first. <laughs> <laughs> it's difficult. It's difficult for you to um, to choose actually like, a single dive site. You might have a, like a particular drift dive that might be your best dive. You might have a like a deep dive, like or even a wreck dive that might be your favorite dive. So for me, one of my number one drift dive is in Saint Lucia. That's in um, it's called Superman Flight. Oh, that's one of my favorites. Guys, <laughs> Superman's Flight is um, it's actually um, right at the bottom of the the Piton Mountains, mm -hmm. Piti Piton, and it's such a beautiful dive because the current is moving, man. It's called Superman Flight because you're actually, you fly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. My best wreck dive is actually one of the largest wrecks you find in the Caribbean. It's called the Bianca Sea. And for me, what is why it makes it my favorite wreck dive because it's a pretty technical dive in terms of safety. Mm -hmm. You always have to be safe, you know, even if safety is your main priority here. But that dive, the Bianca Sea, you have to be a little bit extra cautious. So... Whenever I'm able to take the guests there and experience the beauty of it and, you know, showing them how safe we could be as well, that's a plus for me. And lastly, my favorite reef, it's called the Weebles Reef. And it's right out here, right next to our hotel. It's not even five-minute boat ride away from it. 
aquatic life it's, it's like a rainbow under the water man beautiful you guys have to experience that man. <laughs> what time's the next flight All right, right. <laughs> <laughs> melissa how about you so i like you said you it's hard to choose just one i yeah. love superman's flight man. and i mean man. it's incredible just the clarity and the, the number of fish and the vibrancy yeah. out there. I, I've done a night dive um, out there in St. Lucia as well. So that was fun. I saw my first octopus <laughs> there in St. Lucia. Yeah. Um, I'm hoping maybe for some manta rays tonight mm. in tonight's night dive. But Hopefully. honestly, just the the experience of diving with your loved ones at Sandals yeah. and Beaches is just one of my favorite memories across the board. I've so been true. able to dive with my dad. I got my fiance certified. You know, it's just, it's it's keeping that idea of doing the things that you love with the people that you love. Yeah. Yeah. And that's really where, where Sandals and Beaches yeah. comes into play because it's not it's not a hard decision to make. It's, <laughs> hey, do you want to dive today? Yeah, okay, let's go. Right. It's not a, oh, we have to plan and prepare yeah. and we paid this much for it and I, I don't want to miss out. It's it's so leisurely. I, I call it princess diving <laughs> yeah, at Sandals and Beaches yeah. because they, they you know, almost every time this week they've carried my stuff to the boat for me. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm just That's like, that? okay, I yeah. Yeah. Go and sit. And, and we always try to take you back in time for lunch. Yep. <laughs> I was back. I was back by 12.05 today. Yeah. Well, I have to say, I got my husband into it when we were first married because we were heading to Tahiti for our honeymoon. And I basically said, I'm going to dive. You have a choice. Get certified or not. But I'm still going because it's Tahiti. And our very first dive, he got, you know, I'm in Colorado, so we don't have a lot of open water. So it was his very first open water dive and we did a shark dive. And to this day, he still is like, I can't believe we were married for three days and you take <laughs> and you me put to the bottom shark. of the ocean. There's sharks swimming around. But that's, I prefer to dive. Commitment. Yeah. It, right? Yep. Yeah. So I'm hoping that my son is going to get certified in the next couple months because he's he's actually doing the liveaboard next summer. So he okay. has to get certified. But yeah. it's it really is one of those things that I think is is truly magical. And when you can share it with others, and uh, it's one of those things that you just can't forget. Absolutely. So true. Yeah, so so true. one more question for you, Melissa. This is really geared towards you. You know, it is Pride Month. We um, we love to celebrate this every week. You, um, you heard from um, Anita and Wanda about, you know, our commitment to diversity, equity, and inclusion. You know, um, what sort of couples does Sandals welcome to all of their properties? I'm going to make it very, very simple. And I'm going to say it twice. Sandals is created for two people in love. Two people. Every couple, every guest, honestly, yeah. as long as you're comfortable sharing that king size bed, you're over the age of 18, <laughs> bring them on. Come and enjoy Sandals. Yeah. Tyrone was telling me a story earlier about really the just all of the, the guests here. And when you're looking around, everybody is so focused on yeah. each other, you know, on themselves and on that person that they've brought with them, that yeah. there's no discrimination. It's you love who you love and we love love. That's why we were created. And of course, you know, across our 16 resorts, you have 
the brand new Sandals Royal Carousel. We're, we're looking into some additional islands as well. Soon come. We've got mm -hmm. two new resorts coming in Jamaica for Sandals, a Beaches Resort. St. Vincent is always up. Yep, St. Yeah. Vincent and the Grenadines for another Beaches Resort. We're, we're expanding to include everyone that wants yeah. to come because right now the resorts are full. So even with, <laughs> you know, the, the flight issues and all of that kind yeah. of stuff, it's not stopping people it's aggravating no. people but it's not stopping them they are still oh. coming and especially in grenada all yeah. of the requirements for entry have dropped so it is very easy all i had i i felt like it was 2019 again yeah and i just yeah. walked into the airport showed my passport said here's my ticket and i was on the flight i love it tyrone will you ever leave grenada and go to somewhere else well, I'm a Boston Celtics fan, so <laughs> I would like to come to Boston and see the Celtics play, but, you know. Not diving there. No, not diving there. <laughs> yeah. But, yeah. but I, I'm, I'm all the color island boy, you know. I have a lot of, like, that island culture in me, you know. Still respect my elders, you know. Show love to everyone. And he was talking about, like, um, you know, Pride Month. This island, especially Grenada and Sandals Grenada, I think we're known for that. Like, we're a no-nonsense people. But truth and fact, we're a big love. You see? Yeah. So anyone comes to the island, and I, I was saying to Melissa a bit earlier, I'm like, you don't have to train us to be like that. That's just so we are. You're on an island that has like almost 63% unemployment, less than 1% crime. That says a mm -hmm. lot about the people, man. It's a big love Absolutely. here. Really, really nice here, man. Oh, I love it. I love it. We could learn from you all. Thank you. Absolutely. Yeah. Yes, absolutely. Well, we're getting lots of hearts and kisses for you guys. So thank you so much for being here today. It is an absolute pleasure. Um, trust me, it's it's been added to my list to come down and see you guys and do a little diving. So Tyrone, I hope to meet you soon. Melissa, you live in the States. Yeah. We should see you sooner rather than later. Yes, I am in North Carolina. So I've, I've got American flights everywhere. <laughs> <laughs> wonderful. Well, you guys have a wonderful rest of your week. And thank you so much for your time. Go into, oh, let you. me see the beach first. Let We're going to, we'll, we'll turn you yeah. to the beach. We're up oh, here in the gosh. tower of the Pinkton Village. Oh, it's gorgeous. So you can cloudy. see it's a beautiful day. A little cloudy, but hey, that means no sunburn, right? Yeah, <laughs> someone's out there on a little kayak, it looks like. Yeah, we, we call it, we've got the, what I call either the lily pads, heads, yeah. yeah, or the, the ocean O's. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sure everybody has their own, yes. their own little favorite word for it. My, my, one of my first vacations with my kids was to Beaches Ocho Rios. And, you know, I was like, the minute I got there, we saw those ginormous trikes that go in the water. And we thought, this is a mm -hmm. great idea. It is one of the hardest things you can do. It is. It's very difficult. It, it is, is really it is hard. hard. I was like, oh, why did we ever do this? You know, it was the two of us with my daughter in the middle. My son was too young at the time. But oh my gosh, that is a workout. We paddled yeah. and then went right back to the shore. I thought, oh, nope, I'm done. <laughs> we see that, that a lot. For the rest we see of the that week. a lot. <laughs> um, you Thank guys. You. Thank you so much for being here. And the comments in the in the are so lovely towards you and your honesty is is wonderful. So we appreciate that. God bless. Have a wonderful day. Go enjoy that night dive and I hope you see some manta rays. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Yeah, man. <laughs> Fingers crossed. <laughs> you guys, thanks so much. Take care. Bye. Hey, later. Thank you. All right, you guys, as we mentioned, the summer is exceptionally busy. They were they were just lovely. I can't wait to go down and visit. Um, the summer is an exceptionally busy season. And for travel advisors, we've got family reunions. We've got destination weddings going by leaps and bounds. 
here to share how we can best prepare for these large groups to travel so we can have just a little bit of peace of mind is Mr. Kevin Kelly from the groups department. Hello, Kevin. Howdy. How's it going, Carolyn? Good. Didn't it make you want to jump on a plane and head to Grenada? Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I want to go hang out with Tyrone on the dive yeah, boat. Absolutely. Oh, my goodness. So, you know, when we have our groups, um, whether they're family reunions or weddings or cruise groups, you know, we need, I, I feel like I need to go the extra mile for them. What are some of the things we can do with our current environment of travel to help them feel um, cared, supported for, and loved? Well, I mean, uh, Wanda said it best, you know, having them prepared for things that may come along. We do that. And, uh, you know, even before I was over here at KHM, we've always, always with our groups, we've put together an FAQ sheet and we've always had FAQs, you know, frequently asked questions and we prepare them before they leave that if this happens along the way, here's the numbers to call. If they're going to a cruise, well, geez, don't call me. The cruise line wants you to call them and notify right. them if you're having difficulty getting to the ship. So right. just keeping the client in the loop and that type of thing is really, you know, the way to prepare them. And uh, yeah, and, and really right now we have so many um, benefits of, for say cruises, you know, you have your personalizer, if you're going to a land resort, you have all those things ahead of time and you, you have all your updates and you file all your papers and you do all that type of thing. So you know, keeping the people in the loop and keep them the whole time, keeping them together. It yeah. really, really works. Yeah. Well, and I think I find myself sitting down and, and blocking a, a, a set of time. Um, and I find myself doing it on the weekend because when no one else is in my house, I'll block two hours and I'll, I'll go through each of my clients upcoming trips and just make notes of what has been done, what needs to be done. And sometimes that just gives me peace of mind yeah. to know that something isn't falling through the cracks. Yeah. So what are some of the tools and tips that you give regarding hiccups? Like, you know, you mentioned it. Don't call me if you're going to be delayed. Call the cruise line. But right. what, like, what if it's an error thing? What are some of those things that you tell people that might help them out? Well, now uh, post-COVID, or I guess we're still in COVID, but we start early on, don't we, by offering insurance mm -hmm. and trying to get them to purchase. It's almost like, hey, you do not travel nowadays unless you have insurance. And then there's a representative there to help you if you mm -hmm. if your if your flight is canceled. Because if your flight's canceled, those days to go to the desk, you know, like they show in the movies and you get them to help you get on another flight, those are gone. Those yeah. days are gone. Yes. You, need, yes. you, you need help somewhere else. Mm -hmm. And so we start right at the beginning by making sure that you have travel protection because that helps you along the way. I think that's probably the number one item that we can do for our clients is, is offer travel protection. Yeah. So I had my first experience this week and where a client ended up stuck in destination because of COVID and mm -hmm. what I made in mental note, because I've had other people going to similar destinations, not necessarily the same one in Europe coming up this summer. But in my mind, I need to send them an FAQ with steps as to what to do should they test positive, right? I knew what I needed to do and I had mm -hmm. my steps. Yeah. But I need to give that to them as well. Absolutely. So that they can execute some of those steps and make sure that they're following what the country is requesting. Absolutely. And what I'm finding is what's listed on a country website doesn't necessarily match the airline. 
Mm-hmm. And, and so you've got this conflicting information. And so doing that FAQ so that they have it, not just me, right? The minute they called, right. I knew exactly what I was going to do, but they almost didn't know yeah. what to do. And so it was, it, it's something that I have learned might help everyone manage it better if I give yeah. that information up front. And isn't that something the notes you put aside two months ago may not apply today, though? Right. <laughs> we're just in with one of the cruise lines. Yes. We're talking about the requirements for a pre-cruise. If you have pre-cruise stay, it's a little different as opposed to the flights, you know, the requirements you have for the flights and the requirements you have for the cruise. You have three different sets of requirements, but, you know, it's doing it's bringing back everyone back. The need. To the travel. They're bringing them back to us because. Yes. Sales are up at KHM across the board. We're seeing it week in and week out. The commissions that are going out to agents are really taking off because that's what's going on. Uh, People are using a travel advisor. They need a travel advisor. And this is what you're trying to share with everyone today. What do you need to do to keep your keep your client educated is pretty much what we're trying to do. Yeah. Yes. So I'm, I'm laughing here because uh, Lawrence is saying that he got this call this morning from Paris, same situation. Lawrence will have to, to uh, uh, exchange notes on what we did, how we said, and how we did it. So I'm happy to report mine will be coming home tomorrow, but um, you know, it, it is nerve wracking. And um, you know, thankfully I have the text that said that says couldn't have done it without you. So, you know, right then and there, you, there's the value. Um, Group travel, Kevin, this summer, when you've got these folks that are traveling together, you know, for family reunions, weddings, whatever, it's a huge opportunity for agents as well. How so? Well, yeah, I mean, it's, it's where I see more of it. I, I see the opportunity, you know, to get them to travel Uh, right now this year, if somebody wants to travel this summer, you're pretty much out of luck. (laughs) Day late, a a couple thousand dollars short. But anyways, what what I have always found, and boy, it's really going this summer. It's really strong because people are ready to get back to travel. And, you know, they're getting, as we're getting past this COVID thing, now they're really looking into the future and they're ready to go. And I've always found that, you know, Memorial Day weekend, 4th of July weekend, it's when families and people get together. And when you have these groups, do your marketing, reach out to the group beforehand, give updates. You know, if you're doing mm-hmm. a cruise, what are the latest updates on the cruise? And that's your, that's your marketing that, that gets them because as we know, how do groups grow groups, you know, gets the snowball effect. This mm-hmm. guy has a friend at work and that guy's like, geez, I'd like to go with you guys too. He brings that friend from work. The friend from work has a friend that lives across the street and that neighbor comes. And that's how we see a lot of these groups grow. And that's how I've seen groups grow. Uh, when I do promotional type groups, or mm-hmm. I don't, they're all affinity groups to me, but that's how, a lot of it. And by doing your marketing around the holidays, which is not really in your face marketing saying, hey, get on board, but hey, here's what's going on, keeping them involved with, with what's going on. And like we like to say, emotionally committed, you know, they, when you get the deposit out of somebody and you get them over at the cruise line, they get their personalizer together. Or if they're at a land resort mm-hmm. and you keep updating them, you know, as the re- updates from the resort come out, you keep the client emotionally involved and that helps bring business. And the summer is a great time to do that because what do people like to talk about? Travel. Travel. About work. They don't want to talk about this. Uh, they talk about gas prices, but anyway. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Those that are in 
the heat talk about Alaska. Those that are, you know, they're yeah. sitting there and it's a cold summer day. They're yeah. talking about the beach. So, yeah. you know, you, everyone knows that you are the super cruise guy, but is there another promotional group that you have going right now? That's been this, what Wanda likes to call the, Hey, come with me. Is there something yeah. that you have going right now that you started and then you were, you just kind of hunted and gathered people based on, you know, basically the itinerary that you have? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, well, <laughs> I, I, I didn't give you this question yesterday, did I? <laughs> That's fine. That's fine. No, but we are putting something together for Europe for next year. And we already put our feelers out and uh, we're, we're getting ready. My wife's getting ready to put it together to book it. And again, it's part of the, the you know, the process of when you put a group together, you don't just say, hey, this is where I want to go. You reach out to the people that you think would be interested and you get that core group and then we're going to promote it from there. So, yeah, okay. that, that, you didn't throw that at me, but yeah, there's things in the works, you know, and and these are spinoff groups from, say, that Super Cruise group. And we have spinoff groups all the time. Uh, we, geez, we just got a whole a big family group and that family group turned into uh, I'm speaking on my wife's behalf into other groups you know, uh -huh. and, and that type of thing. But I'll tell you, you know, when we talk about groups and, and you know, I'm wandering off a little how to prepare and what to do this summer, you know what we're really seeing? A lot of people are calling, a lot of agents, advisors are calling. I just got two today, companies that want to take their employees on vacation. These companies have made a lot of money. You know, some have, some haven't, but the companies have made a lot of money, have made a lot of money, and they haven't had to pay travel costs and a lot of other things. Yeah. They, they have funds to spend, and they want to take their employees on vacation. They want to get everybody back together again, and they're, they're doing that. And we're seeing a lot of that going on, a That's lot fantastic. of that going on. So, yeah, so when you're at your family gatherings and stuff and people, the guy up the street owns a business, make sure you let them know that you know, we right. want to send your employees on vacation. I'm your person. I can take care of you. And then That's call the awesome. department. Yeah. Well, Kevin, thank you so much for being here today. I absolutely nice. love what you have to say. We always oh. learn so much for you from you. And um, we'll see you hopefully soon. Destination Success is just around the corner. Okay. I'll see you then. All right. Thanks, Bye, Kevin. All right, you guys, thank you for joining us today. Thank you to all of our sponsors, especially Apple Leisure Group for being our primary sponsor. Uh, don't forget to like, subscribe, and enable notifications so that you get a reminder to join us e each week. So you guys, next week, I'm fumbling over my words. Good Lord. Next week, Matt is back. He's been in Alaska as a, dis as a distinctive voyages host for Princess Cruise Line. That's part of the Travel Leaders Network program. So he is going to speak to us about his his experience in Alaska. We'll also have Jim Tedesco, who will be uh, with us at Travel Leaders Network Edge Conference uh, coming up this weekend into next week. So be sure to tune in. Have a great rest of your week, everyone. Take care.